Okay, that's all those bits out of the way. Um, anybody here never been to satsang before? Okay. Okay. Ah, oh, okay. Pardon? Um, yeah, no. Okay. Did, 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 did you pick up anything from my website or anything? Or will I just kind of start from scratch? Start from scratch? All right. Your mind isn't going to, isn't going to like what we're talking about. What you are is not your thoughts. What you are is not your emotions. But I can't hand you what you are. But you can see it for yourself and you can know it for yourself. It's so simple that people imagine they must go looking for it. And the mind is so wired to go out there looking for, if I had that job, if I had that lover, if I had that lifestyle, if I had that pay packet, if I lived there, these are just desires. It's got nothing to do at all with what, what you really are. That's just your mind being busy. So somehow people imagine that they have to kind of go out there to discover who they are, to go out there to discover peace, that you have to really work hard, and that's the problem. Because what you are is so immediate, so immediate you miss it. You miss it. Because there's got to be an effort involved. There's got to be. I got, I'm supposed to feel some way. Already you're out. I'm supposed to feel some way. I, 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 you know, surely happiness is an inside job. I don't get it. I don't feel happy. And it's like, you're out. You're out. Be quiet. Be still. See what's in there. And we don't stay inside there for long. And we, just our world makes us go out anyway. You know, it's just so busy. So, all I can do is point to where you're thinking might be holding you. Because thoughts are not the problem, but making them yours are. When it's about me, and that's what thoughts, that's when they become sticky, when they're about me and my life, my experiences, my belief, and we call that the ego, or I call it mind also. And it's just that package of all about me, my, my, myself, my world, my life, my, 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 my. It just goes on and on and on. So as long as that's playing, there will be suffering. There'll be highs, there'll be lows. And after a while, you'll discover that, you know, the highs don't last very long and they're missing in substance. And, and ah, the hunger for something else, for something deeper, something richer, that starts kicking in. And that generally tends to be what pulls people to satsang or to talking about that which is beyond your head. Happens like that for most just so that you might find your place in it. So what we usually do is we just leave it open for them. And we leave whatever, whatever questions come up, come up. And they can be about anything. There's no right or wrong or anything. If there's no questions, I'd probably talk. But silence happens too at that time. How does all that sound for starters? Makes a bit of sense? Is it the self trying to come forward? Is that why? Sorry. Is, is it the self trying to come forward? Is that what's bringing us to things like this and, and having things resonate with us when we stumble upon pieces of the truth? Mm. Okay, the self, what you are, the truth, doesn't move at all. It doesn't, it's funny, it's, it's, um, it's what you are. 
It doesn't even know that you exist. Because you exist in your head only. And that's way left of centre now if you, you know, let's see where you are in it. <laughs> It'll start clicking in a while. So what you are doesn't know about your individual female life. So the self isn't moving anywhere. It's waiting. Without waiting. It's just being. Always was, always will be. Outside of time. So the movement towards it is somehow mind, there seems to be an evolution in mind where at the beginning of life or lifetimes, depends what, what you believe in, doesn't matter, there's still a cycle of the mind maturing and the mind beginning to break down a bit. Where the mind, mind maturing is where, you know, kids are like, it's all about me and what I want and you learn how to cope in the world and you get a job and you find your, your identity and you ask, who am I? And it's all, who's my self-image for the world? Can I make my mark? Can I make it a better place? And that's building the mind, because the eye is getting stronger. So as it matures, we say, it starts saying, well, this kind of isn't good enough. There must be more. What? What, what else is there? And that's when it starts questioning this. What's really happening is that the, the rise and fall of mind is it evolving and then it's it beginning to, you know, see, you see through the cracks of, of life. As, as mind rises and falls in that way, it came out of that which you are and it goes back to that which you are. You can't make it go faster, slower. They say that there's a pull, you know, that there's a pull. But it's really, it's really more that, you know, mind has a life cycle. And that which you are, sooner or later, it is realized that that is what you are. But for your attention to go into what you are, it must stop being pulled to the outside world. You see? So when the pull to the outside stops, it's not that there's a pull back to self. It's not that pull, that self is pulling you back really. It's that the outside world doesn't pull you. Do you see? So when the outside stops, what's naturally occurring is a falling into what is real. A falling into more peace. Or the search for it, or whatever way it's manifesting for you. You see? The self doesn't do anything. What you are doesn't do anything. There's nothing to do. Somebody wants to say something, just make a gesture and we can send over the uh, high-tech mic. If you say, sorry, if you say there's nothing to do and there's being my first thoughts on, sorry, where does one start? Yeah. Yeah. first step if there's yeah. nothing to do? Okay, there is nothing to do to be what you are, but there is something to do to know what you are. You can't but be what you are. You can't but be all of it. But to know that, sure there's something to do. Sure there is. Some teachers say, oh no, 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 it's all about grace and whenever your mind matures, and I have seen people, they're saying, yeah, yeah, I followed that philosophy. Well, how long are you going to satsang? Well, 30 years. I never bought that. I just 
Gesh, Nana, Nana. So what there is to do in terms of knowing it is you have one tool, and it's your mind. And that which has the tool is a thought also. So if mind is a tool, who has the tool? Mind has the tool. So all you can do is use your mind to use your mind to annihilate the mind. And somehow it works. Because what you can do is stop the pull to the outside world. To the, it doesn't mean stop living or stop you know, being involved in, in the outside world. It's not about disconnecting from people or activities. It's not about that at all. It's an inside job. It's about seeing through thoughts. That thoughts just come and go and they're not really about much because what was your second last thought? What was your third last thought? But when we have them at the time, they're really important, you know? There's like, I have to find this out, or I, I want to go there, or I want to... You know, and three thoughts later, you haven't a clue. But it was all... You see? It's a strange thing. It has a grip. Thinking just has a grip, and it takes your attention. So what you can do, for sure, is watch to see, whoa, where is there believing my thoughts going on? What about just watching them? What about just observing them? And in that place of observing your thoughts, there's a lot of peace. But you'll get caught in the drama of, of life again. But you've got to pull back again. And that's called a spiritual practice. Of just going to that state of, in most spiritual books, it's called the I am. Because let's say I am an employee of such and such of whatever. AT&T. So let's get an employee of AT&T and go I am. That half sentence. So it's not attached to any self-image. It's not attached to anything that can be touched. But I am kind of has a validity because something is. Huh? Something is. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've watched my mind for many years. Yes. And as thoughts arise, I don't particularly uh, recognize an origin. Yeah. I don't particularly feel like they abide anywhere in particular in terms of rest, they, and I don't, have never been able to figure out where they go. But they're just thoughts. Exactly. They are thoughts. No, hang on. And, um, and they're like experiences. Experiences are the same. Experiences of perception. Yes. And you are experiencing, you're watching, you're hearing, you're smelling, you're feeling, and it's moving. And once you fix on that, it becomes neurosis, it becomes ego, as you say. Yeah. But this thing that you say, self, that's, for me, that's the issue. I don't, I don't see that. Okay. I say basic mind, awareness. Yes. Agree. Okay. But self. Yes. Connotates ego. I am connotates who is a dualism. Yes, the I am is a dualistic state. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're saying you don't get that which is underneath that, is it? Oh, I think that everybody does. They just don't recognize it. Yes. Because even like in, you know, after a hard winter and that long spring, 
well, you're from Ireland, so you know that. These yeah, yeah. don't know that. So. Yeah, yeah. But you lived in a situation where you're inside all the time. And you're just going and you're constantly caught up in your stuff. You're just doing your things. And you're inside and you, you become wrapped up in the solidity of your existence in a certain way. And we all do it every day, all the time. That happens. But you walk outside and all of a sudden, boom, smell of cherry blossoms hit you in the face so strong it just wakes you up. You notice that it woke you up, but before you noticed that it woke you up, there was a gap in your experience. There was an awareness that woke you up, a basic connectedness. But that's not waking up. That's just a different mechanism of mind. It's mind tuned to, to nature. So this mind, this uh, um, self that you talk about, true self, realize... I can only point towards it. Correct. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, is that there's a gap. There's a gap where? Always in your thoughts. Between thoughts? Of course. And what about the gap? That's basic space. And, and, and what space? Okay. No, it's not. What do you mean by awareness? Let's see. Okay, what's awareness? You say you have your point of view. I'm just. Yeah. What's awareness? I need to know your definition of awareness. Awareness is abiding. it's. There's a there's a lot of different definitions. There are. That's why I'm wondering what one way you're using it. It's absence. It's it's the pre-thought. It's before thought. It's a basic um, experience that one has when one encounters anything. Okay. But it's before the mind starts to, the ego starts to stack up its layers. It's it's very direct perception without judgment, without okay, without um, a reference of self. Okay. Then that reference of self happens right very quickly within fractions of a second. Reference of the individual. And the individual, the separation. Okay. So awareness is that not separation. Okay. It's a basic state. If, if from my point of view, it's a basic state of mind. Okay. So if you're saying it's a state of mind, or that that when I am aware, I'm just reusing your words. You said that that awareness that I feel that I experience. I didn't say I am aware. You said that. You use the word I with awareness. I so, said, I, no, I was, no, I didn't. You said that. Okay, I, I, I can check back. Because yeah. I, I don't remember saying it. Yeah. I if I did, I, I Yeah, okay, okay then. Because Try, awareness go again. Is, without, it is before that dualism. And it's, it's not a state. It, it's, no, it's not a state, but it's the basic nature of mind. It's what I call mind. You call mind ego. I don't call it ego. It's a basic nature of, of phenomena. It's a basic nature of, of resting. And is it real or is it imaginary? If it's the basis of phenomena, yes. is it real or is it an, an appearance? It, it, it's beyond appearance. It so it's real? Well, it, it, isn't, it, it exists and it does not exist. It exists because it's everywhere. It, it exists because it's the underlying state of things. But it doesn't exist because if you try to pin it down, 
There's nothing there. It's empty of any self-existing nature. Then it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, yet it, it obviously exists because no. it's our, it's... We, no, it doesn't exist. Okay. I said it both, it both exists and doesn't exist. Existence, it has, it ex existence itself is a concept. Existence itself is an appearance. That's why it doesn't exist. No, non every dualistic, if something doesn't exist, it's already in the phenomena. It's already in the appearance only. So for something to have either quality of existence or non-existence, or to be either or to be both, is in the conceptual world and can only be perceived by an individual I. So that's in the world of ego, about me. No, there is no personal perspective at play here. All that can be done is point you towards it so that towards it what? can be seen point towards, what? towards that which is. It is. That visible? which is. Is it? Mm. Is it visible? No, not at all. Beyond all phenomena. Beyond concept. Okay. Prior to concept and beyond concept. Prior to. So the concept of existence, obviously. I they got to go to. I agree with that. I don't, I don't, I'm not arguing. Okay. So is there something you're still arguing with? Not really, I just, the sense of self, the, the term self, to me, connotates, you know, if you say, it, it connotates a dualistic, it connotates dualistic. It, it doesn't for this woman, so it was no. used in conversation with her. I, okay. We can use anything, absolute, whatever. Okay. It's only a pointing towards something, and the very use of a word turns it into something that may have properties, and that's where it's lost. It's gone in now into dualistic stuff, so it's not that. That, that which is cannot be experienced. It can't be experienced by the personal I. It can't be experienced what, by what I am. It's not a human experience in the normal way that experiencing lifting the glass. It's not like that. But in deep sleep, it's there. In deep sleep. Every night. So where are you in deep sleep? There's just no thoughts. There's no I running. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. There's no I running. And if there's no I running, That's it. What is, is all there is. The background is all that remains. And the background, you know, it's kind of, a, it's a conceptual way of explaining that which is underneath, which doesn't change, and actually which you are. You are it, but to know it, we've got all this intellectual stuff going on. So to say you don't know it, well, what happens you in deep sleep, huh? What happens you in deep sleep? Your, your mind stops and yes. gets out of the way and, and the other comes up or um, has a chance to be present, I guess, for lack of better words. Yes. Um, 
it's funny that you say that because I've always felt like that state in sleep is when you're you're most basic or most I am or most truth. And I wonder if dreams are a part of that or something, if they're not just like little flashes of um, recognition or something. Dreams? Or or something to keep you searching or to keep you pursuing the knowledge of that or the understanding of really who you are or what you're really meant to be. And it makes me wonder if that's not what patriarchal religion calls God or divinity. And, and how certain religions say that we're all pieces of God. Yes. For lack of better words, because you're talking about something that is so nebulous it can't even be named. That's right. That's right. So then the concept of God itself, that's got to go too. Right. It's Any conceptual God. God can't be a concept. If you think about it, we can't have God up there or wherever he hangs out or she hangs out or whatever. Because for God to be conceptual then there's us and there's God. Now we've got two. Well, that's definitely duality. Yeah. In deep sleep, none of that no. story is running, huh? Yeah, and it feels more real. Yeah. Or something, and maybe that's why it's rejuvenating to your physical self. Yes. To do that. Oh, yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Feel great after, after deep sleep. You know you enjoy it, but you have no sense of enjoying it when you're in it. Yeah, and you can't remember it. You can't remember it. But there's that familiarity. You know that you've experienced something profounder, that you're something, something happened. That something feels you better. Conscious of. Something feels better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But nothing happens there. Right. Okay. And it's not experienced. It's only coming out of it. Because there's usually no sense of time. Well, what time is it? How long was I asleep? You know, there's no not even the awareness of the concept of time, which yeah, is the yeah. thread that everything hangs on. Yeah. But, but it's only the mind makes it an experience afterwards, you know? You feel better, so you imagine that you enjoyed it. Yeah, there was, but not in the normal yeah, way of enjoying it, because, yeah, because you didn't know you were enjoying it, but when you come out of it, you reckon you enjoyed it, because you make an experience out of it. Okay. That's the mind's only way of, like, categorizing. Categorizing, good word, yeah. So, from that, yeah, from that, that that you're pointing to for us. Is that the center of the yearning that you get in life, that you know there's deeper meaning, or that you know there's there's deeper truth, and it pulls you or pushes you in all these directions? Philosophy, theology, anthropology, whatever. And I've I've, I've been chasing this around since I was a teenager. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm, I'm 45 now. Okay. So I feel like, in a lot of ways, my time's running out. Sure. I still haven't found it. Sure. And, and the yearning is just as strong in me now yeah. to find it yeah. as it was when I was 16. I can just articulate it better now. Yes. Because God knows I've gone through so many different fields of thought. Yes. And I still feel so clueless. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know what's not real? Yeah. I, 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 I get a strong sense of I can't define it, but I recognize it's not being real when I when I see it or experience it. Yeah. Like jobs, money, materialism, consumerism, all that crap. Yeah. I know that's just okay. window dressing. Okay. I know that I've I've come close to it when you when you meditate and you sit in the silence 
And they say that if you believe God, they say that if you sit in silence long enough that you can practice the presence and feel the presence. There's a there's a recognition there, but I know it goes further than that. I just have no clue okay. where to find it next. Okay, okay. The, the, the med- meditation, as, as you're describing it, that there's a sense of a presence or that, that feeling. The one who, the individual who feels a presence is the problem. It's the individual I is, is the very thing that keeps your attention on what is not real. And the individual I is the one who wants to get it. So this is the big catch-22. The I is the block. As long as you're running the idea that I exist and I'm doing something and I have an experience to be had and I know if there's more and I, 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 I. There's a direct path because you've been on the progressive path for a long time and there are two paths. And the direct path is find out if you exist. What exactly is that I? And does it exist and is it real? I think it's probably really an illusion. It's just an illusion to negotiate the physical world. Okay, would would negotiation in the physical world stop if it was seen that the I really is an illusion? (laughs) It doesn't. But mind will tell you that in order to perpetuate, in order to validate its own existence. So how do you get past that, or get around it, and get on the direct path? The direct path is only a, it's a trapdoor that goes straight in. It isn't a path. You know, in terms of, yeah, in terms of it going someplace? Yeah. And find out if you exist. That's the bottom line. So there is a practice called self-inquiry, that's one, one, one way, um, which literally is when the I thought arises, it's like I'm driving the car, it's like, well, who's driving the car? Driving the car is actually happening, really. If you peel it right back, driving the car is actually just a happening. Everything that happens is a happening in consciousness. But mind will own it and say, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and they're doing that and I don't like this. Another way to nip it is to stop running all preferences and preference being a mild desire. So stop running all desires and preferences because the, the, the thing that gives the I the strongest gasoline is the I want, I like, I don't like. It's the I who judges because, because the I who has preferences is re-establishing a sense of personality, constantly redefining itself. If preferences are dropped, it's actually not there. The I is only there when you believe it to be there. It requires, uh, uh, um, it requires mind to kind of mate with the, with a thought, and then it appears that, that you exist. It really seems real that you exist. If the I thought is running, of course you exist. To say anything else is preposterous. But in fact in seeing that, well, the mind is going to play with this I idea. Okay, if there's no I, if this is just a happening, this is just moving and something is moving through my form, your kids will get fed. You'll be able to function. You'll be able to do the grocery shopping. Things just happen. It's bizarre without the I owning it. And the I will absolutely fade if there are no preferences exercised.
even as subtle as getting up in the morning, oh, I didn't sleep well last night, I, you know, the controller, you know, I have a preference for sleeping well. All of a sudden, it's like, whoop, it's awake. You know, you're 30 seconds awake and deciding that that wasn't great sleep and then we have a preference for good sleep as opposed to bad sleep. So having the position of I don't mind, I don't mind is like a halfway house between preferences and knowing the I not featuring at all. Being in the position of I don't mind, it's, it's a very good, it's a progressive path thing, but it's a pretty speedy one. No preferences at all, and they are so subtle. So subtle. If there's no preferences, the I won't appear. It's that simple. Is it the same thing as? Being humble. Being humble. Now, it depends what you mean by humble. Because need to serve others. Okay. Not so much as in being a servant, but as in serving. Yes. Helping yes. others do things that they need to do okay. areas they need to go. Okay. Okay. So okay. So so I know what you mean now by humility because it's got different understandings with religions and everything. So with humility or with service or with surrender, would that be kind of a... Okay, okay. For some people that links up in the same grouping. All right. Okay. So in, in service, it's a fantastic way to practice what, not what you want, but what is... Exactly. It doesn't fatten the eye. But you know what? What I've seen a lot of is, is that people still take credit for doing service. The ego will use it any which way it can to come in by the back door. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I did that very well. You just see this most subtle thing even in service. Service can, can work or it mightn't work. It depends on your own level of honesty with your own mind, your own power of, of being able to see the mind at play. So service itself won't do it. But service where you're watching any place where the eye is taking credit. Pardon? Yes, finding that point. Yes. And letting the service come from there. That regardless of if it's seen, if it's not seen, if it's received well, not received well, if if you're exhausted and you're getting nothing for it, none of that story, none of those stories to be featuring. Now that's that's removing the eye. Yeah, that's a lifestyle that absolutely helps to remove the eye. And it naturally brings up humility, for sure. Yeah. Yes. 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 Depends what I would mean, but yeah, maybe, maybe. There's just some, you know, the eye is a funny one. Consciousness without the eye, maybe. Probably, 
Yeah, yeah. How are you doing now? <laughs> I just find it very interesting to uh, uh, try to transliterate your views. Try to transliterate your views and my study and training practice. And just, it's very interesting. I don't find a lot of conflict yeah. at all. I, I think that you say consciousness when I say awareness. Yeah, I, I, I stay away from the word awareness because it's just been, you know, because I find it never aligns. Yeah, it, it, there's lots of words for it, but in sure. my, my practice, the word consciousness is it's, it's, it's the same as a sixth sense perception, which is a perception is a kind of a mind, part of mind, yes. that controls uh, the other senses. And the fundamental state of that consciousness is basic ignorance, as opposed to awareness, because it still has self, as opposed to, and it has maybe less of self individual, but more of self of other. Self of individual and self of other are synonymous. You, you exactly. So how can there be more of one and less of another? It just seems to be a refinement process in the, pra in the path. In okay. So if you were to throw out the path, if you were to throw out your practice. No, just just throw it about and see what you think. Because no, I'm saying that's a great thing to do. It is when it's ready. When 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 it. I suppose I'm saying, hey, maybe, maybe the practice is a thing blocking it. Blocking because what? Block, blocking the knowing of what of what is. Because the searching, will always just be searching. It will keep the searcher alive. I you see. So at a, I don't, yeah. yeah, at a certain point, spiritual practice itself becomes the problem. I but I would never advocate to somebody, oh no, don't do a spiritual practice because you'll have to give it up. Whatever makes sense to you. But, but something is, is, wants to suggest the idea that the spiritual practice itself will become a block. That will end too. Well, the body becomes a block from that point of view. No, identification with the body is a block. A body isn't the block. Same with practice. If, because what's the difference between practice and driving a car? If it's and letting the car drive you. If it's my practice. Exactly. That's, that's what, what I. Saying. That's what I followed. My practice. I didn't. You did. I did. Yeah, in my practice. Right. It's just ownership. I'm pretty yeah, sure practice happens, but it doesn't lead anywhere. It's just a lifestyle thing, or it's just a happening. But if it's mine. It's mine that's going to be an outcome, because that's how my operates. It wants an outcome. So if you were to uh, prescribe 
a form of meditation. Would you would you prescribe a form of meditation for people, or you just do like a consciousness practices? Maybe is what I could call that. Um, in individual responses to people is what works from here. Yeah. Because every path is different. Every single one is different. And I don't think there's any two paths that, that could ever be identical. So, so it's got to be what makes sense to you. What's, what's your pull? What feels real to you? What, what pulls you? It might be service for this gentleman. And it might be this woman just absolutely not, not exercising desires and see what happens. And that might be what works for her. And if they were to swap, I bet you it wouldn't work. So, so it's, it's what makes sense to you because that's the whole point of manifestation. Every version, every version is unfolding. So that's why there's so many books and so many speakers and so much everything because you can dip, dip, dip. Things work for a while. Everything works for a while. And at some point, and it can come early or late, that's the whole thing, at some point, all of it is seen as equally useless. Equally useless. The whole lot. It's just experiencing in a spiritual context as opposed to, uh, whatever, getting stoned. You know? It's just all experiencing. In the end, they level out. They're all just simply experiences. dropping is the one, is the problem. The one who's doing the dropping is the I. So as long as there is something that I am doing, well, well, the I will just continue to do. It's tricky for the mind now. Talk to me, talk to me about the trap work, because that caught me. Okay. That's what I'm interested in. this gentleman speaking, I relate 100% to what he's saying. And, I, and I'm sort of twisted around a little bit all this lifetime of, of it, what I call a journey or a path sure, sure. with the monk, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, when do you let go? Where, what do you let go? Yes. The I, that I'm doing this? Yes. Just continue doing what you do? Find out if the one who is doing it is real. The one who believes he's doing it. That's more accurate. Who's that? Go to the source of that idea. Of who's creating that story? Of who's going through the most of this journey? Yeah, if, yeah. Who's all that story of, just what you said around, who's all that story about?
What's happening? It's sort of like with this guy, I really like your you two guys at because I, I I understand. There ain't no thing. What's that? There ain't no thing. Yeah. There ain't no thing. Keep looking. That's that's the instruction. From my experience, keep looking. Where is that? Who is that? So who is that self? Who's the one who's upset? Who's the one who's curious? Who's whatever? Everything you do in your life. And it's a it's a moment by moment thing. It happens all the time. There's it's not, it's regular mind, but it could be stepping in a pile of dog, dude. It doesn't have to be some kind of joy. It's just basic. And then take presence away. Whatever you can point to, then take it away. What's left? Here. Take it away. What's left? Nothing. Take it away. Nothing is the opposite of something, so take it away. We're still in the duality world. Got the universe then? Do you think so? Or maybe the absence of nothing. Universe is a phenomenon. It is everything and it's the the quantity of nothing. But what do you mean by the universe? Like everything, everything that can appear. All existence, all of eternity is open to you. Once you remove yourself, once you remove yourself from yourself. If you remove yourself to you, then there's nothing open to you. There's no you. Yes, there is. No. You're open up to the universe. Ah, now there's still a you who is open to the universe. Take that you away is what we're talking about. There's a lot of you there. There's definitely a you that exists there. So you haven't taken it away. You obtain, when I say you, I'm just talking about the personality that exists in that terminology. But when you do take you away from it, it puts you into the consciousness of the universe. You were always there. You become part of the universe. How can you not be part of the universe? You're always part of the universe. Okay. You have to be aware of, that's just another thought, that you have to be aware of being part of the universe. That's just a thought. 
It takes an individual to be conscious. It's an activity of mind. You are always the universe. If you're aware of it or not aware of it, you're always the universe. Being aware of the universe takes an individual. It takes an individual mind to have awareness. That is the capacity to suffer, that individual. Pardon? Being aware of something is a state of mind. We're talking about prior to all states. Eternity is still in time. It's still a concept. There's a lot of I who's removing nothing from something. Do you see? The you can't do that. But the you can't do that. When you remove, you, you can't do that. The you is the problem and it falls by itself. Pardon? It doesn't work. It works. But it doesn't work for people. If there's a person who said it worked for me, then they're lying. There's still a me there who's had an effect. Yeah, but that's within making life work or understanding life a certain way. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about after all of that. All of the techniques and all of the perspectives. After all of that is what I'm talking about. No, find out if, if it, there's nothing to do in terms of becoming aware of the universe. The subject-object is the problem. Remove all subject-object. Me, awareness, being aware of the universe. Me and an activity in the universe. Remove all of that. Pardon? Attention rests there naturally. No, you've got a lot of you being aware of the universe and the whole lot is open to you and that's, that's a lifestyle. That's not what I'm talking about. No, it's fine. Sure, this is what the whole game is about. Right. Chatting about it and seeing what we've come up with. Right. So it's not about getting a take on the world. It's, it's about... I don't know, I suppose a peeling back of mind to where what is truth seems to just be so clear that every thought, every technique, everything else was simply a distraction from it. That's what I'm talking about. A distraction? Yes. Because engagement with the phenomenal world becomes the activity. And that gives rise to the idea that you are the one engaging in the world. But that's a way of getting to the truth, correct? I mean, getting, I mean, get, whether it's meditation, whatever it may be, it's what puts you in the pathway of truth. 
If yes, religions will tell you that. Right. That there is a path so to go. Pain? How about, about pain? Religions. How about suffering? Yeah. Pain. Yeah. You know, the, the, the story. You say, okay, I need to change this, I need to do something different. And yeah. you join a meditation group or you yeah. join a yoga group. It's just desire. It's desire. I desire to get rid of that suffering yes. and pain. Yes. I, I don't, most people just can't go, okay, that's it, now I, I understand. There yeah, but you've got to talk about yourself. It's an individual response. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. You know, I, I couldn't just say, okay, I understand truth now. No, the I will never understand truth. Okay. Where do we drop, where do, where does it drop and the truth reveals itself? Where? Yeah. What's the mechanism of revealing the truth? There is no one mechanism. That's the whole point. It cannot be done by the eye. And the eye wants it, and the eye wants a technique, and the eye wants to... So the eye will continue to play around and try to find the path until it sees that, oh, the path actually is the problem. It's keeping me alive doing something. Now, that's some ways pe that, that works for many people who continue with the spiritual path and discover the spiritual path is the very thing that blocked them. Do you see? But as long as there is an I who's involved in doing and making it happen and is exercising control and is exercising desires, suffering will happen. The capacity to suffer exists. Next question. What happens to the mind when truth sets in? A neurological frying in the brain in the left hand side of the brain takes place. And that neurological shift, it can be gradual or it can be sudden, or some people have no awareness of it at all. It also exists, so it's every version. But what fries in the brain is the capacity to identify with thought. Or thought. Thought, thought is everything. Thought is anything that can be thought. So, so the identification with any thought that I'm having this thought, the idea that I exist can only be running if there's an I who's having a thought. The I exist thought is the primary thought. And everything else, I exist and I'm having a cup of tea. And all the other thoughts go on top of that. It just comes in there really subtly, I exist. All right? So, when the I is not running, you don't know anything about it. It's in deep sleep. It's, it, it's between thoughts. It, it, it's, it's sitting under a tree and you're like, oh, what, what? I wasn't daydreaming, and I, what time went by or something. Just that, these little spots of no, no identification with thought happen a lot. But they're not noticed because they're not an experience because the eye isn't there. Okay? So all you can do is unplug attention from where you see that the eye is there. Only from where you see the eye is there. So observing the thoughts. Pulling back. Or... Well, the, the I, if the identification with body is what's left, it's like, well, who is this I who's sitting on the sofa? And you'll discover, there, there's, there's no answer. Because if you say, it's me, it's Raymond, you say, well, who's Raymond? And you can keep on packing and packing until you're like, it's all just ideas. They're all just concepts. They're all just ideas. So truth, there's nobody. That's right. There's nobody. There's there are nobody no individuals. Yeah, there are no individuals. In the phenomenal world, of course, we have a half a dozen people here sitting around, shooting the breeze. 
in the phenomenal world. But in reality, ah, no. No, no. In reality, this actually never happened. But that's a bit far out, depending on how mind perceives the world. But this actually never happened. Even a dream? Too much. It depends on the level of understanding, because different things will appear at different times to be so. But it's not a learned theory. It's, it, it reveals itself. It's like the fabric of the structure of mind. So there is a frying of the mind, is what you're saying. What's The capacity to believe thoughts goes. It went right. in this form. It, 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 that's what happens. The eye who wants it is the problem Love because it. now he's running a desire. Yes. You see? There's, there's just no path, though, for a lot of people. I think that you're going too quick. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that, that some people can't have that and they can't have Satori or whatever you want to call it. Basic uh, trapdoor. But at the same time, there's different people have different acumen. They can uh, absorb or let go or whatever you want to call it. And it's you said it yourself. It's there all the time. Yes. Yes. It's, it's there all the time. Yes. And the the. But we don't see it. So it's so simple, and I and I agree with you. I think that you know that that's brilliant, not brilliant, but I think that's whatever it is. But at the same time, the habitual patterns that people have developed in this lifetime, and I would say in other lifetimes, because I've had children, and they've come from the same mother and father. At least I think they came from the same father. <laughs> and they are such completely different perfect people. Their habitual tendencies are so different. Their ego, I would say, you could maybe maybe twenty five percent influence them. Seventy five percent they're coming in with their own thing. Sure. So whatever you want to say. Sure. And And you say that each individual needs a different instruction or whatever. And maybe that will work. And, you know, maybe that there's also, there's, there's like not a lot of path quality in what you're saying. It become, it's so easy to become conceptual because it's a discussion. And our habitual tendency to conceptualize things is... Great. It's just the way we've learned how to yes. survive. That's yes. our survival mechanism. Yes. It's just like, you know, learning how to find the berries in the in the spring for the bears or run from the okay. you know, bears sure. for the deer or whatever. Sure. It's that same kind of influence, you know, automatic reaction. And you're pointing to that gap, the cut, the trap door, the split, you know. I mean I've heard of people they have the right brain and left brain, you know something they have a seizure in the left brain and all of a sudden they're like wow yeah yeah you know, yeah but it doesn't last is that woman? Jill Bolt Taylor oh yeah she she did a fine she, she finally come down I mean she, it's only an experience lady I mean, give me a break. yeah it's like not, yeah you know, yeah over here yeah so and also sense of humor is very important 
dead serious, but at the same time, you know, come on. Is there a question in there? No, or you just it's just a commentary. Was there a question in there? I just don't want to miss something. No? Okay. Um, at, at certain points, it's dead serious. Because it's like, I don't know, sometimes there's be hunger. And you can't do anything about it, but there's hunger, this pull towards whatever it is. And it just takes you. And sometimes it's just light. Because there, there can't be two paths that are the same. But whatever makes sense to you, whatever pulls you, follow it. You know, I, that, I can be your own, I, be that, your own guru. You know, that really. I, that I can do. Can yeah, I think it's be your own. And I followed a guru for a while. I did that. You know, yeah. but in hindsight, be your own guru. So no, I have the wisdom to know that's working for me. Okay, I, I've come to the end of it. You know. Okay. Ah, look what's it presented, and see what presents, and see what makes sense. You know, there's another thought that completely disagrees with that, and will say, "Look, if you dig ten holes, you'll never find water. If you dig one, you'll find water." You know, there's that too, and follow one path and keep doing that. Neither are absolute. Whichever one works for you. But the end of the line, they will all merge in the one place. Do you exist or not? Who you refer to as I? Does that exist? And operate from that place, because it can feel like she exists if she's whatever, and not because somebody crashed into the back of her car, you know. But somehow, it's also possible to let anger just boom, just comes through, but it's not registered as a story. This registering of stories of events that happened to me, they stop, they stop because there's no me. Nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. So let that come. And as a result, you'll be a bit more, bit more silent, you know? And, and kind of no matter what happens, ah, I don't mind. That kind of smoothness with the world rises up. Because there's no, it shouldn't be like this, they shouldn't have hit the back of my car. You see? The preferences will cause the pain there. Are you disagreeing? No, no, I totally agree with everything you said. Are you? Would you live back exactly what I was saying? <laughs> um, okay, but to adopt, okay, yeah, okay. To adopt that as a way of living isn't going to do it. But that arises as, as, as I don't know, as the natural connection point with the earth. Do you know? More it arises naturally, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's just one path. Like you're saying, there's so many paths for each person to take. Each individual has to take his own path lead to what Buddhists call uh, nirvana, I believe. Yeah. But they all lead to the same place. Yes. They all lead to the same place. They all lead to the very end. Yeah. Which is nothing. Exactly. No goal. The whole lot is surrendered. You know? Exclusive. No. 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 Um, 
Nothing contains everything. Everything cannot contain nothing. Because things are in the phenomenal world. In the phenomenal world, yes. In the individual self. The individual self is an idea in the phenomenal world. Individual selves. Selves. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, simplification. Yeah. Stuff can kind of fry your brain a bit, you know? Maybe that's part of the idea, I don't know. Just trying to think about Yeah, or, or not to think about because it kind of does its own thing. It kind of, I don't know, it kind of does its own thing. It kind of cooks something a bit, you know? I don't know. It feels like it's a whole, a whole load of head wrecking, but yet something shifts. Something shifts as a result of satsang. I don't know what it is. It just feels like that in the phenomenal world, you know? It's the same way the uh, ancient Zen masters look at and can tell the difference between a Zen master and a Muhammad, someone who does not got there yet. Yes. Someone who's not what? Not to a Zen master. Not a total freedom of yourself. Not separate, but not of it. It's not about being separate to the world. It's about being not of the world. There is no separation. It's just seen as an appearance. It's always an appearance. Everything that happens in the phenomenal world is seen to be just appearing. That it has no substance beyond how it looks. I'm just saying a way different than you were as I Yeah, but there's little things, there's little inaccuracies in what you're saying, so... Yeah, it could be misleading, yes, I agree.
So in depression, it's all about me and my thoughts and how bad I am and I'm insufficient and I'm not coping and I'm not able and I'm not loved and I'm, it's all about me. And it's like the pendulum of the ego swung over to 100% all thoughts are all about me. And there seems to be a switch for some people of like, well, that's what's going on in my head. That's what it is. It's all about me. So at that point, you know, there's no point in thinking that you don't exist. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. There are stages of where observe, you know, pull back, pull back. And sometimes service would make sense for people. Sometimes just, just that space, sitting in nature, just that space of like, there is something outside of what I think I am. And it gave that chink to be able to observe. But it's actually a hunger for most. Do you see? It's a case of like, no, you, you know it's not in the world. But, 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 but then you got this up because you didn't know what to do with it. But, okay, the first part is great. You know the outside world doesn't do it for you. Of course it doesn't do it for you. It's never hard to do it for you. It's a temporary fix while experiencing is full up. And then when the mind starts to break down, some end up in the depression part. Because they go to a, a doctor and say, life has no meaning. I have it all, but I'm not happy. And it seems clinical depression is like, no, of course, because the outside world can't make you happy. Now let's start looking for happiness. Now let's find out what is happiness. What do you understand happiness to be? So we started there. I found that it was about this stuff. It was about this stuff. And for some people, depression came back, but it was seen of like seen as for what it was. It's like it's just a pattern of thinking. It's just a pattern of thinking. It's not a way of being all about me. And for most, arriving at the point of knowing that you're lovable, knowing that you're capable, shattered the addiction to letting the world be all about me. It kind of made the ego solid enough so that it could be okay about not being all about me anymore. You know, it kind of filled the tank. But it worked. It worked. Just, it just seeing it as a way of thinking. It's just a way of thinking. That's what depression is. It's just a way of thinking. And we're not taught in schools. We're not taught how to use our mind. You know? We're taught how to use the brain, but not how to think. You know? It is how it is, huh? I mean, it seems like anything, anything, I mean, if you, if you hear it from one person, it's going to sound different than from another person, but it's going to be the same thing. Yes. Um, and obviously, there will be certain things that we don't agree on, but most of it seems pretty, uh, similar. Okay, so I'm going to go after it. What is it that we don't agree on? Uh, I think it's mostly terminology. Okay. So... Okay. Like what? What terminology works for you? Uh, I guess for me, uh, 
Uh, I guess I, you say I, and you say um, the, I don't know, the, the I, there's, I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. Is it okay that the personal life is on the way out? Does that make sense? Or is there a pull to hang on to some aspect of I? The personal life, you know, that, that which says it's personally my idea or my, okay, that personal I, for that that disappears, that that is, yeah. you go with that? Yes. Okay. No, I, yeah, like drop the connection to it. Yes. Good or bad. Then do you, then you hold on an aspect of I that should remain, is it? What's the other I? Um, this for me kind of goes to when you were talking about, kind of what y'all were talking about before about uh, the trap door thing um, and how everybody should just choose their own path. For me, it's like I, um, you know, I want to be selfish and I want to be all these things. So if I don't have a path of what I, what is not those things, then I will resort to those things. Okay. Um, then that's your path. Exactly. But, that's your path. But, but what I'm saying is that for me, there's, I can't just leave it up to what I want to do because what I want to do is be selfish. Where, ah, so I need... But managing... Giving in to your desires isn't a spiritual path that's been out in the world still play. A spiritual path is observing your desires. Yes, but see, I, but see, I can't come at those things by myself. You know, I yes. notice that because of what I've read or what other people yes. have told me. Of course. So if I was, you know, if I, if I was told to just do my own path without having read these things, without no, I never said that. No, I never said that. I said, there's loads of books, get something here, get something there. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, yeah. well, then I agree with that. Oh, yeah, of course. Gosh, you, you, you can't do it alone. I don't know how anybody can do it alone. Okay. I don't know how they can do it. Today, your spiritual path is about satsang. You know? That's what's happening now, huh? Oh, yeah, dip into and uh, When you feel, like, when you feel, that's not, come to the end of it, come to the end of it, then shift. You know? But not for distraction. And the wisdom to know the difference is important. So I got tried with that for a bit, didn't work, didn't work. No, no. Stay it until you know it's spent, that it's dry. Then you've gotten value out of it. Then you've moved. But having the wisdom to be able to monitor yourself in that way is fantastic. So that's what I would encourage, is for the wisdom to be able to monitor how you're doing, and what you need next, you know, and what you're being led to. Not kidding yourself. Because the aspect of where we kid ourselves, that has to go. Because otherwise you're not. You can't see yourself. How do you know even where to start? You have to be able to see what your passions are, where your weak spots are. That yeah. level of self-observation has to kick in. Of otherwise course. it's going to be comedy who we're talking about, you know? Yeah. So it's like to refine the level of self-observation so that you can see, okay, that's the sticky one, I'm going after it, I'm going after it. No, I... Yeah, definitely. 
it's that which stays functioning even when the identification with the story doesn't feature at all. Yet something stays functioning. And that same functioning is the same, gives rise to all of the universe, gives rise to all of the show. But it takes care of that body when mind is not featured in deep sleep. And that something that takes care is not separate from... That's right. That's right. Because if you think about it, your body's okay if you sleep and mind is not featured at all. Breathing still happens. You put food in your mouth and you don't think about it after it goes past you generally. Somehow it just seems to get digested. Even the decision making of what to eat can get less. Because if it's caught in the story of what's good for my body, I need to protect my body and I don't want to, whatever, look old, I don't want to, you know, whatever it is, whatever's playing. They're about I, protecting an I. See if they're connected with self-image. See how much, how much of that package is there for you. Okay? And so if there is like a total acceptance, if there's no charge around your relationship with your body, you know, there's no, nothing sticky in it, then somehow the body is taken care of. You will find yourself brushing your teeth in the morning. It just kind of happens rather than I've got to take care of my teeth because they're rot. You can take away that aspect of, of personal thought, brushing your teeth will still happen. Some low-grade aspect of mind is able to, to, care, to take care of the body. But the ego will say, I'm doing it, and if I stopped doing it, it wouldn't uh, no longer be taken care of. It would. But the ego will try to make itself um, uh, important and needed in order for body maintenance. It's not. It's not needed at all. Okay, and how do you feel about that? How do I feel about which? Death. Death? Sorry. Like if, when I cut my hair, the same thing if this body died. I'm all of it. I'm, I'm all of it. There's no more identification with this body than this cushion. I'm, I'm all of it. I can't go anywhere. There is nothing that's more invested in this than in that. I'm all of it. It doesn't go into compartments. Well, it would have to be because then you would be that couch and you would be that table, but you are not that table and you are not that pillow. In the phenomenal world? Yeah, you are not that pillow. Yes, at that level, that's right. Well, until that, until that happens, you are not. But you are who you are now. Yeah. You are all, I'm all of it. But, yeah. but, but, but mind will perceive separation, that's what mind does. But the, uh, the, the, the kind of clarity that you are all of it, and you can't but be all of it, is there to be seen. Once the other beliefs on top of it are seen through. Somehow it all works beautifully without the, con the controlling aspect of mind believing, you know? Without the, I need to manage it. Without that aspect running, somehow it all unfolds perfectly. And what is that somehow? It's, the, it's, it's all that can change, it's all that can manifest. It's a, it's a flow of atoms which are just space anyway, molecules which are just space anyway. It's called creation, huh? It takes care of all parts of it. No parts are separate except in thought. Thought brings in the idea of it being separate. Well, what happens to thought? Thoughts always come and go. Thoughts are always cruising around. Making them yours is the problem. 
the ownership is where the pain comes in. Thoughts always come and go. Capacity is there. Give it the capacity. 
wanted to say something. Would you like to say something? Oh no, I'm just, I'm just catching up. We yeah. came in late, so. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find out where we're at. I haven't yeah. got the map yet. Yeah. Oh, we've just kind of gone all over the shop, you know? It's fine. <laughs> I don't know if we've already talked about animal communication. No, I haven't talked about anything like that. No, we've just been going forward. We just recorded it. You got quite close to your mouth. So, just to repeat, I don't know what has been covered, what hasn't, what hasn't touched on, what hasn't, but if you touched on animal communication. Yeah, I haven't been talking about my story at all. We're talking about that which is beyond story. That which is beyond mind. And um, um, so, so to go back to that, um, yeah, some quacky things happened. You know, became a ghostbuster. <laughs> some really mad things happened in my own journey of waking up and discovering that which was beyond my mind. You know, and so I suppose in 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 seeing that all, every single experience, every single thought that could be happening to Jaguar was simply a thought and no more than a thought made true by, by me believing in it. It all fell away. It all fell away. So interest in anything that used to be intriguing before, it has all gone. There is something that moves through this body and I'm not that. And I'm not this body. And there is an awareness that there are no individuals. There's just thoughts that are believed to be individuals. So the idea of communication with something that doesn't readily speak the English language, like a, a dog, do you know? What could be said except personality and personal perspective put against another personality and personal perspective? And it seemed to have lost all its purpose and meaning. So it all fell away. Because it's just, I don't know, it was full of the phenomenal world, you know, when I believed I was doing something or helping or making the world a better place or serving and when all that energy was still running, you know. But then what is was seen to be the only thing that is and all the rest is just energy just passing through. Just, just energy moving through form, expressing as form, and formless. So the categorization of, oh, spirit, oh, animal, oh, all the categorization stopped. Mind became still. Very few thoughts grab, very few thoughts. Very few thoughts happen. So it all fell. And there doesn't seem to be anybody who's bothered by there's nothing lost and there's nothing gained. There never was. Um, then what takes place or is that? No, nothing is. is no, nothing takes its place. It is seen that what was was superfluous. Okay. It's more that. That there was kind of the truth of what is there and then the superfluous story dropped. It's like, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
makes me believe I exist. When the desire is running, there is a me who wants to fulfill the desire. If the desire is running, there's kind of nothing happening. So these spaces were appearing between thoughts, do you know? And they were getting bigger and bigger. Um, and eventually it happened that no thought it became clear, very clear, that, that the personal I was a myth. The whole personal I is just a computer program. Mm. When did you come to that real? When did that happen? When you were in India in Samadhi? When you were... two, no, after that. About two and a half years ago, I suppose. How many years from when you first met the spooks till that realization? <laughs> Ten. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years. But don't take it as a marker. No, I'm just, yeah, well, yeah. I'm just wondering from when the, when the spook, because I, I remember the first time I heard the story, the description was perfect. I mean, I, the description blew me out. A cross between a bad LSD trip and Amityville Horror yeah. at, a, at a restaurant, right? And then, and then the journey took you, or took you to Spain and then up into the mountains of Sri Ramana's village, right? Yes. Just other things, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But basically it was a journey just like we're speaking. Yes, uh, yes. And then... Yes, the experience in the experience was happening. Right. Yeah. I'm now, sure John, I'm glad you walked in and talked about the animal stories. I love that story. I, I really do, because it, it brought... It brings some re reality to you experience those things in your pathway to where you are, to where you're at right now with the experience of not experience. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I guess it kind of... I mean, we all go on a journey. We're, we're all on this move to get to that space of awareness or of stillness. But it takes some effort, it took some effort on your behalf to get to the space that you're in now. And there was always a feeling of having no option. A yearning for it, right? There's no option, no option. This is what I have to do next, this is what I have to do next, this is what I have to do next. That was always very clear, and so that's what I did next. That's what dictated it. It's the same as this lady was talking over here, this gentleman, that hunger yeah. There's Kick something. Kick no, there's nothing you can do about it. No matter if you go to the Buddhist monks, to the Hindu monks, to the Christian, wherever, there is always an eating of what's the truth. Where is the truth? The one who's looking for it is the problem, and that's the end of the, the end of the line. Then that if that can go at the beginning before any experience, great. And it's, it's, do you know what it's a little bit like? Do 
you know, can you imagine if you discovered that you're, I don't know, somebody in your workplace was fiddling funds? And then you go, how did I not see it? They were doing it on my nose for the last three years. Look at all these signs and I missed it. It's a bit like that. There's a little bit of like a, oh my God, what was all that crazy spiritual talk about? Look, it's just as simple as that. It's more like that. You know, um, something in, in, in mind, I don't know, seeing what is. And then that stopped. That, that was just like 10 minutes maybe. And then nothing. It's not experience, it's not nothing. Just, just what is, it's clear. Mm-hmm. Just what is, it's clear. So there's no interpretation or, and, and there's certainty about it because it's so clear that this is what, this is what's underneath the chaos of mind. Mm-hmm. And it's there all, it's no, it's not rocket science. It's just there, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But when mind seems to like a reminder to go back to it, you know? So has that changed your experience life into something more happy? There's no sense of experiencing life. Okay. You see? Because it's an individual to have an experience. Right. You see, so that that's that's gone. There's stuff passing through, but there's a sense that I'm all of it. I'm all of it. First off, I'd like to thank you very much for sharing all this environment, etc. I do have to leave soon, but I have one one last question. Um, because right now it's so much uh, talk about you know the individual's path, not path, but individual's relationship to basic space or the uh, what do you call it again? That which is. Whatever, that which is, <laughs> or which isn't because it is. Or isn't is because it isn't because you know. yeah. So, yeah and it becomes it becomes you know actually it becomes very um, it's very much an individual path like you say and that if you you need to relate to that everybody has and everybody will because when you die you will be related directly with that on some level usually um, so the next question then beyond that is or maybe not beyond it but where does compassion fit into the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that um, from the dualistic perspective, there's one type of compassion, but it always comes from, I've always found that it's tainted in some way that if, if, if your pain goes, I'll feel a bit better. There's that little hint through, which comes, it's part of the dualistic framework, do you know? Yeah. That there is something different about us and it doesn't make me feel comfortable so and compassion rises. Now that which is God try and stop the compassion arising from that. It's amazing. But sometimes compassion would arise as a sword and hack something. And sometimes compassion arises as a holding space. But there is it's not seen I suppose if I was to replace I'm kind of losing something in saying this. But, I was going to say it again. In, in seeing, okay, it's almost like the framework shifts from it hurts me to see you in pain to you are what I am. It, it goes to that. You are what I am. And so something, I don't know, it's like a river, you know? Because you are what I am. You, 
It's yourself. It's so clearly yourself. Because in pain. And it's like you can't but resolve your own pain. That's the strongest pull of all. So compassion tends to be much stronger because it doesn't have that sense of separation in it, of needing the other person to be better for the world to be better, or for any other. There's no belief system in it. So it's got a light, it's more forceful and kind of purer in some way. Do you know? Yeah, because if it has uh, yeah. ego, then it, it's, I mean, some would argue that it's not true compassion. Yeah, But yeah. at the same time, um, yeah, place for it all. Huh? My word, awakened mind. I call it awakened mind. You call it true self or whatever. Um, awakened mind and compassion are inseparable. Yes. In my experience. Yes. I was just asking. Yes. Because we hadn't talked about that at all. Yes. And compassion arises from it, and joy arises from it. It knows no pain. Love arises from it. It knows. It doesn't know that. Do you know what it's like? It's like the essence of compassion arises, or the essence of joy, prior to the concept of, so, so that it's prior to when we can have the opposite of compassion or joy or love. You know, it's the essence of these things. It's prior to the concept of it. That's what arises. So it's, it's, it's very fine. Because it's very fine. You know? from that as 
like raindrops, and they're all individual, but when they go back, they're all part of the same thing. And that's kind of always kind of how I kind of defined it, I guess. But it's it's still think, all one thing. Do you think the raindrops need to know they're raindrops in order for the whole thing to work? I just think they are. Okay, they are. But do, do you think that they know, that they have to know they are raindrops in order for it to work? No. No. They don't need to know they're separate, they don't need to know they're going back to source, none of it. At, at the same time, the deer running scared or relaxing or whatever does not know either yet it's caught in the cycle of existence. Yes. yes. Maybe it doesn't know it's caught in the cycle of existence, but it's part of the whole movement, huh? Part of the whole movement, the food chain, you know? It's just part of that movement. But it's not funny games. No. It's, it's, it's a tough one. That's one perspective. It's a tough life. That's, yeah, that's a perspective. It's, it's, it's a dangerous sport, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What? What was the ultimate shift for you? Because you said you went on this spiritual journey and you tried meditation and you went to Peru and India. What finally what finally shifted? There were three big shifts. The first one was taking Sanctodyme in Ireland actually. Brazilian medicine. Sanctodyme, it's a Brazilian medicine, it's a sacrament. Sanctodyme is a church. Um, and it's actually a sacrament. It's it's a mind altering thing. So it's a herb thing. Um, but it's, if it's taken in a sacred, sacred way, it's not fun and games, it's torture. Right? It's exposing your subconscious to your conscious mind, and wow, it's full of rats, you know? Um, so in Sanctodyme, there was this experience that lasted, I don't know, 12, 16 hours, knowing that existence itself was a thought. There was a, an experience that I was being sucked into a black vacuum cleaner. It's just this vacuum going on and on and on and on and on. It was hours and hours and hours. I lost power of my body. I bled ferociously, vaginally. I was in pieces. It took the organizers a long time to put me back to just get functioning to happen. So, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't able for it. I couldn't integrate it. It, it was, my, my wiring wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough. But, but after that, I knew, okay, the idea that anything exists is no more than an idea. Existence itself is an idea. It does not exist mm. more than beyond thought. It doesn't exist beyond thought. So then I know, okay, none of this is real, and everybody thinks I'm probably crazy, so I'm not going to tell anybody. I have no point of reference for it. Nobody knew what I was talking about. Any energy workers that would go to the time, they were like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not, it's not an experience. This is the experience. That wasn't an experience. That was, that's how it is. So something shifted there. And, and, and the second one was, was that six day samadhi in, in, in India, just for our last six days. And at the end of it, it was clear that desire was making me believe I existed. It was giving rise to a me who believed she existed when desires were running. It was all like, whoa, what a program. It's a fine matrix. And from then also, it was very clear that there are no individuals at all, that there's just energy moving through form. And what I saw for several weeks after that was like, if my arm was going to go to the glass of water, that there would be a thread going over, and then my hand would follow the thread. So energetically, the map of where everybody was going to go was appearing first. So, you know, every movement was like, it's like their arm was being pulled up instead of them lifting it up, it's like there was something pulling it up. It's like, oh my God, we're all puppets. 
This is crazy. We've got puppets. Do you know? So, so energetically, every move that's made is all, it's the only move you can make. Same with thought. It's the only thought that can be made. Same with decision. It's the only decision that can be made. But mind imagines it can make decisions. We play with that idea for the sake of the experience. But there is only one option, actually, based on your old conditioning and up to the minute conditioning. The best thing that you think you can do. That would be the decision you take. Do you know? So, so seeing that individuals don't exist at all, that it's just a thought, it's just that, that the whole thing is just energy moving through form. Wow, like what? What was I worried about? Why, why did I think I was doing anything anyway? What a pompous thought, huh? So that was the second one. And then the third one was during an intense period of silence where I was in the shower in India, which is like scooping jugs of cold water on top of person. And in the middle of this, it was like something in mind started to break. It's something, it felt like it broke. And it was, the image that I, I, I had actually at the start of it, and then I don't remember much of it, is that an iceberg was splitting and the parts were floating away, but it was my brain. So there was like psychiatric hospital coming down the line or some mega breakthrough, one or the other. Like, could go either way. And of course I jumped in. You know, what do you do? I was like, go for it, go for it, Jack, go for it, go for it. Here's just a thought, go for it. Lose, lose it all or gain it all, who cares? You can't stop now anyway. So I jumped in, you know. Um, and I don't know, since that day, there was never a capacity to believe thoughts again. They just never, there was no me, there was no personal me. And memory as well, because one of those three lumps that disappeared, one of them was memory. It was just like, oh, I have no way of knowing if what happened yesterday actually happened. There's just a memory happening right now. It's just a thought happening right now with a memory smell attached to it. And I think it happened yesterday. And then other people concur or don't concur, but they have a different memory of the same thing. And how, how is that anyway? Do you know? It's all very, all very loose. Very loose. So there were three big whannies. That's how it worked, you know. Love integration time needed in between, you know. Of course, I was going nuts. I mean, you do go nuts in this path, don't you? Something in mind breaks. I've heard that several times from several, you know, several writers, several books, um, where they just gave up. They, you know, the, the depression. They just gave up and said, you know what, man, I'm done with all of it. Yeah. The depression, the spiritual path, and they got fed up with it. It's a death. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm done. That's a trapdoor, I think. Yeah, don't don't hang on to the trapdoor. Yeah, because as long as you want something, yeah. even a trapdoor, yeah. you will not find it. But that's so you is the problem. Foster. Jeff Foster. Accurate. In your story, I, I didn't realize there was that kind of uh, activity going on. There seemed to be a point when you just say, that's it, I'm jumping in. I'm going all in. For some. There's a knowing that you have no option. And that was your feeling at the time? Well, the, the concept of free will breaks. I see. At some point you will see that you don't make any choices at all. It's like, like jumping in the pool at the deep end and that's it. I'm just and you can't swim. Diving. You've no life foot. Right? Mm. Yeah, there is, there is that about it. Call it surrender maybe. I'm not sure. You know, we can contextualize it in different ways. But Will we have a cup of tea? Five to two. Fifteen minutes? Okay, like ten past two? Two ten? We'll come back again, alright?